Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. Oilers now brought to you by Digitex. Digitex.ca is Alberta's number one owned and operated place to buy office technology and software. Keep texting us on the Ashley Fine Floors text line at 780-496-0063. Get the new floors you've always wanted with Ashley Fine Floors, 143rd Street, 111th Avenue. Open Monday to Saturday. I'm asking today whether or not the Sedins were Hall of Famers. For me, they were. And uh, we'll add a, a second query here. What would you like to see the Oilers target? Uh, you know, let's assume that we know that the Oilers are going to go in and, and they're going to try to bring back and, and retain both Evander Kane and Brett Kulak and then make some appropriate moves elsewhere. Uh, and that's the thing. you got to get creative. you got to move money out to, to move money in. That comes with the territory. One of the, I mean, we know goaltending is going to be a challenge for Edmonton. I think that Edmonton needs to add some size to their uh, fourth line as well, maybe some speed and size. But uh, – Give us your thoughts on the Ashley Fine Floors text line. The Oilers announced just after 11 o'clock today that Colin Chuck uh, is going to go from interim to being the full head time coach. And that is where we are going to go next on our River Cree Resort and Casino Hotline. I had a chance to meet him down in Bakersfield and saw him a bit during the course of the uh, playoffs this year. We welcome back to the show now officially an no longer the interim, but the head coach of the Bakersfield Condors, Colin Chalk. Colin, how you doing? I'm doing, doing great. How about yourself, Bob? <laughs> Good. Uh, you're, you know what? You're a kind and generous man with your time because today was a uh, a big day in the the Chalk household, wasn't it? Yeah, big big grade eight uh, graduation for uh, for my younger one. So uh, my younger younger daughter Capri. So yeah, it was a good day. But uh, you know we're a hockey family, and that's all they know. So uh, you got to uh, you, you you always got to be on uh, on standby, so to speak. Well, uh, and I remember that's the conversation. Uh, <laughs> I'll, I'll tell people who Kevin Lowe told me this way yeah. back in two thousand. He said, "Stop." You're, uh, if you're gonna, if you truly want to grind in the business, always be available on your phone, and don't ever send out trade suggestions via email. <laughs> you could always, deny, you could always deny a phone call, but be of it. And I, I mean, I can tell you, even you know, I mean, I started doing color for the Oilers in '08, uh, so I wrapped up the '14 season. But long before that, I would have these extensive conversations between seven o'clock and nine o'clock, and those are the sort of things, Colin, that happen every day in this business, don't they? 
Absolutely, and uh, you know, like you know, early uh, uh, on when uh, when you know we, we we chatted with Keith, and you know, it's like you start to build those relationships, and you throw stuff out there, you see how what how guys uh, what their opinions are, what their beliefs are, maybe what their style is, and you start to get. Um, you know, you start to form a little bit of, uh, of you know, maybe even how their bench management being, all that kind of stuff. So, you know, you and I, you know, uh, had some of those uh, those conversations just over food and in a kind of an inviting environment, not necessarily, uh, you know, like this on the radio or at a game, say, for example. Right. Like, you know, and I mean, full disclosure, we, we try to have the head coach of the Bakersfield team on the show every Monday during the season. Uh, that's not the only conversation that occurs during the course with either Jay Woodcroft or now yourself. I mean, I, I want to know what's going on, and then I also try to I try to get a hold of Keith pretty much every post game uh, if I'm unable to watch the game if the team's traveling because you you you, you want to have a bit of a gut feel for what's happening. So on that note, how would you assess how you thought it went for you? You got knocked out in the second round of the playoffs. You know, you 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 went there as an assistant, and really Jay and Dave were sort of the tandem, and then you were sort of the second assistant, and then suddenly you were thrust into the the interim head coaching role. How do you th- how do you think it went for you? You know what I I think uh, right in the beginning, um, you know, it was almost like uh, not the supply teacher, but kind of you know, okay, now the uh, the the ropes off type of deal, and we're gonna see you know what we can do, what we can't do, and uh, you know when you're an assistant, you're you're a solution, you're a problem solver, you're a relationship builder, you know all that kind. Of, you're in the trenches, all that kind of stuff. You're, but you're really tight with the players, and you you build that relationship with them, so they were real comfortable around. I mean, almost, I don't want to say too comfortable, but you had to, you had to still be, can maintain that relationship, but then also you still had to make sure that we understood, you know, what we had to do and we had to win and develop at the same time. And I feel like we were back and forth there for a little bit. You just look at the record, it speaks for itself. Win one, lose one, lose two, win two, you know, until we, we got our leadership group together, we got, uh, they got a little bit more used to my style. Um, you know, John came in. Everybody had some continuity. We over-communicated with, with the medical staff, the strength, all that sort of stuff all came together. Uh, Keith was integral of helping, you know, bring all that together. And we were able to get some momentum and keep it, you know, uh, brought that into the first round with Abbotsford, surprised them with eight or nine, you know, um, regulars out of the lineup, right? Uh, and then, you know, Stockton obviously swept, uh, you know, unfortunate, would have liked better uh cool well, one goal games they could have won either way but uh, you know at the same time you know having said that proud of the record proud of the the down the stretch getting home ice advantage winning a playoff round and, and that was you know really from just from everybody you know from the players uh, leadership group staff uh, and coaches all together we need everybody you mentioned John. John is John Anderson, a longtime head coach at the IHL and AHL level that, of course, coached the Atlanta Thrashers. Uh, obviously an experienced guy. Uh, you're back. Has anything been finalized uh, with your assistant coaches at this time? Not, not yet, no. We, um, you know, this just happened, uh, you know, probably over the last week. Um, so it's kind of, you know, the, the family meeting at the Chalk household and, uh, you know, great, excited at the 
opportunity that, that Keith and Ken and Oilers management uh, um, presented to, to me and my family. And then, you know, really it's just it's just kind of um, come all together in the last few days. So that, that process will begin now. All right, so Colin, here's where I'm going to go. You're a pretty good forward uh, in the OHL and in the minors. Uh, I have a theory, and some might say I'm out to lunch, but I think generally speaking in a perfect world, defense should be coached by former defensemen. Uh, They have an appreciation for the position, the stress. I think there's different ways to communicate today, and I've actually felt this way for 15-plus years and how to get the most out of people, and patience is a critical part of that, and accepting that you know, there's, there's going to be moments where maybe somebody doesn't give you the reaction you're hoping for to something, but uh, John Anderson was a former forward himself. I think he had seven 20-goal seasons in the NHL, in a perfect world, do the Bakersfield Condors add a former either NHL or minor pro defenseman to assist you in coaching that team, especially given that the Oilers have several of their top prospects in the organization on defense down in Bakersfield? In, in a perfect world, yes. Yeah, you know, you, you know, it's like you have that familiarity of, of understanding the nuances of the position if you're if you play the position of defense, right? So, in a perfect world, yes. I think the only the only thing I would say that um, would be maybe uh, there would be different is that if you were a head coach, if you were a head coach and you understand both sides of it, um, and even though being a forward, you could you could run the run the defense as well so that that experience factor and then also where that experience come from do you have nhl experience do you have american league experience is there experience in our division um you know so i think those play a factor but you know to get back to to your point and your question is ideally in a perfect world it would be a defenseman uh, that played that position to uh, uh to be the primary uh, assistant do you coach to score the next goal or do you coach the uh to stop the next goal from being scored Great question, Bob. I, I love that. And, and I think for us, we want to be on the attack. We want to be on the attack. So uh, make sure I'm clear on that is we want to score the next goal without giving up. Uh, so, so you know, how do we do that? Um, we get the lead and we try to extend the lead with having one good shift after the next good shift into a, a good period. And, yes, I know it sounds like a cliche, but I think in today's world with so much media attention, uh, everything at your fingertips, uh, I'm a real believer of that micro-focus. And, you know, no, no, uh, no, um, uh, not to be short-sighted, but even you come into the playoff picture and the way the American League does it with those small series, I think that sets you up for that playoff success. So, you know, we, we, we want to keep pushing. We want to keep pressing. Um, and it's hard not to give up, but, you know, it's, it's, that, it's that process and that, that, um, uh, that I don't want to say buy-in, but it's, uh, it's getting your players to understand that and just keep working and keep sticking with it. And I'll, I'll use myself as an example. Just, just keep sticking with it. And I started at the bottom, and, uh, you know, and I'm, I'm, I'm experiencing that climb, and uh, I'm thankful for it. We're joined by Colin Chalk. He's the head coach of the Bakersfield Condors, now the full-time head coach. He was the interim, just as Jay Woodcroft was the interim head coach of the Edmonton Oilers. Jay and Dave Manson came up to Edmonton. So, Keith Gretzky and Jay, I think, really took the Oilers' uh, development process in the minors to another level. And I think that it's going to help Edmonton. Uh, you got to hit on rounds two through seven in the NHL draft. The Oilers do have some prospects coming, especially on defense. 
this is the year where you're going to see some four. I mean, Xavier Borgo is playing in the uh, Memorial Cup. He's playing today, actually, in a, in a critical game against the Hamilton Bulldogs. Carter Savoy signed. He came out of Denver. You got Noah Phillip out of the University of Alberta. Uh, Tyler Tulio you know, is uh, another guy coming out of the OHL. You got uh, Hamlin was signed to an NHL deal. You still got Griff got a two-year extension. Malone got a two-year extension. How uh, much dialogue is between you and Keith Gretzky in terms of team building and continuing to add players, uh, even potentially involving things like qualifying guys like Brendan Perlini or theoretically Tyler Benson? Are these sort of conversations ongoing as we speak? All the time, I would say every other day, sometimes every day, um, you know, in, in contact, and 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 I and I and I don't want to say I, I don't want to say I think I don't want to say I believe I know that the reason why I was able to earn this position because of how closely Keith and Jay work together. How you 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 know that Keith's in Bakersfield every day, that he's in the office every day, that he's watching and and a part of of everything we do, which helps that that uh, that synergy between the Oilers and Bakersfield. So, um, you know, are all those people in the discussion? Yes. Um, you know, what my job is to, is to give my opinion, right, and then allow management to, uh, to make the call. All right, I'm going to ask you about a couple players, uh, and we're going to start with Broberg and Holloway. Uh, because depending upon what happens this season, they might be starting in Edmonton, and I think both of them are capable of doing that. What was your experience with Broberg on the back end and Holloway up front? Well, Broberg, right, obviously, with me running the running the power play, got to work really closely with both those guys. So I'll start with with Broberg first. Um, you know, wanting to learn, uh, wanting to be coached, um, uh, great uh, wants to win. Um, you know, all those sorts of things. Um, you know, some things that uh, we talked about trying to get him to to work on is is, is shift length. Uh, um, you know, trying to uh, trying to do too much maybe at the uh, at the American League level. And that's no that that's from a want and from a desire to win and and, and to be personally successful. So, um, great young man, a great bright future, compete, uh, you know, skating, poise, vision, uh, all those things are excellent. Um, you know, and, and it's the old saying is that players and people, coaches, they end up where they belong. So, you know, his play will determine, um, you know, where he starts. Uh, and then equally as difficult is is how long he stays. Uh, so nothing but uh, nothing but positives uh, for that young player. Uh, Dylan came in, uh, as you know, you know, near the end of the season, off off a long layoff. Um, came in and it was like, um, you know, he was so excited, had so much energy, uh, and so much adrenaline running. I think. Um, but then he, after a short time, just when the, the coaching change happened, I kind of was starting to run out of gas a little bit. Uh, I feel. Um, so uh, we were able uh, collectively with the staff to do to help him a lot, and, and I think the biggest part for for Dylan is that um, he loves the physical play. Um, he was so coachable on the little details about stopping on the puck and playing on the inside and getting inside his check and you know winning puck races. Um, you know 
he went from someone who never penalty killed before to being on our and being in our top four or a penalty killing. So he brought some other elements to his game that for him to to start in the National Hockey League, he can bring some other things different to the table. Um, so I thought uh, I thought he really really uh, evolved down the stretch there, and, and our team was winning, and that and that helped him. The veteran players, uh, you know, he was he was on a line with Brad Malone, so you know, Bugsy kind of took him under his wing, and um, you know, it was it really was amazing to see that kind of up and down in such a short period of time. So, and then. You know, he went and played a uh, an NHL playoff game. So, you know, excellent. Uh, you know, and they both did. So, I mean, it's. Uh, I, I would say if you thought about that in the beginning of the season, I'm not sure if many people would have uh, would have would have thought they'd be playing uh, playoff games for the Oilers. So, I think great. You know, that's in the past, and they got to have a big summer, and they got to be ready to uh, turn a job come training camp. Two more questions for AHL uh, Bakersfield Condors head coach Colin Chalk, Bob Stoffer with you on Oilers now. It's one. 21 in Edmonton between Dmitry Samarukov, Marcus Niemalainen, and Vincent DeHarnay. Who do you think is the closest to making it to the NHL? Tough question. I think, yeah, tough question. Yeah, I think they're all they all bring different things, and I, I think. Um, you know, I'll just touch on real quick. Sammy really rounded out his game. Guys went down to he ever step up and play play big minutes. You know, penalty kill, shutting down top lines. When Broberg was up and hurt, he came in to partner with any Darren A. It was excellent on the defensive side of things. Um, Darren A. is even his offensive production. Not that that's what we see him as or want him to. We want him to be a, a shutdown, box out, hard player to play games. But he has underrated vision uh, and underrated shot uh, and he did a lot there and all those all that production was five on five you know and all that production was playing against the other team's best players you know uh, Nemo um, old school um, almost like a, like a Dave Manson shut down team first um, does he need to work and hone his puck skills a little bit yes but his physical play I think in today's game when I finish with Nemo is his physical play and his willingness to have other players uh awareness on the ice when he's there i think is is something that is really really hard to find uh in, in today's game so uh I, I would say nemo is the uh, is the closest right now in my opinion yeah i'm in, intrigued on day hernay led the ahl and plus minus during the regular season and obviously you can't coach six foot six nemo linen is six foot five uh sam rukov six three the orders need at least one and possibly two of those guys to hit here in the organization colin one purely self-indulgent question for me to close with. You got Noah Philp late in the season. He had a uh, a really interesting, at times challenging season. Um, played uh, terrific at the U of A and uh, ended up uh, you know uh, starring for the Golden Bears, albeit they lost in overtime in the national championship final, but they pretty much lit up everybody that they played at the University Cup. Uh, not a lot of players make it out of youth sports. Uh, how did he do? I know he did get into some playoff games for you, so you couldn't have been that disappointed in him. You know, we uh, came in and we're very clear to him in the start. This is an experience for you. This is for you to be ready for what's next. 
Um, will you get in? I don't know. But when you get in, make those five, six, ten minutes the best you can and, and do what you can to stay in. Uh, he was, he was, he's a quiet uh, young man that goes about his business. Um, you know, if he's unsure, also confident enough to come into to the office, uh, ask you a question, uh, have some personal time, all those sorts of things. So I think, you know, there's some underlining uh, leadership qualities. Uh, as far as his on-ice performance um, was exceptional. Uh, he played wing for us. He protected the puck. He, uh, I think his speed is deceiving. I think, you know, Bob, I'll steal your line here. It says someone you have to watch and you don't, he's not real flashy. And, and you, you appreciate him more the more you watch him and understand the little things he does. And I'll give you an example of just his puck protection. You know, I don't think he's filled out and he's a man yet as far as his, his, how thick he is, um, but he protects the puck well. And I think most importantly, he's confident and he's, he, he, he is, I believe he's, he's calculated in the decisions he makes with the puck. And he understands and in the glimpse that I had that he knows when to take the puck to the hard area and when to, you know, fold his hand and live to fight another day. And, you know, the play he made to take it to a hard area to tie the game up in game two versus, uh, versus Abbotsford was a really big momentum changer and a player um, with his experience most times probably just would have put that puck in the corner so he wouldn't have been able to impact that game in, in that manner. So that's something that really, a few things that really, really stick out. He's, he's no different. He's got to have a big summer. Uh, he's got to come in and, uh, and, and earn his time. Great stuff, Colin. Uh, we look forward to touching base with you on a weekly basis uh, during the course of the regular season. Thank you for joining us in short notice on Oilers Now. Glad to, uh, glad to be a part of it. Thanks for having me on, Bob. You bet that is Colin Chuck. He is the head coach of the Bakersfield Condors. It's 125 in Edmonton. When we come back in orders now, we'll tell you who the 2022 Hockey Hall of Fame inductees are. The vehicle pipeline is moving. Our friends at Brent Ridge Ford have some units in stock. Uncle Milt is back in the house. He was on the uh, LTI list the last few days. But uh, Brent Ridge Ford. Dave Campbell, I found out, uh, and I hope Dave's doing better. Blake Dermott was in action this weekend with Morley Scott on the Elks broadcast on Saturday. Uh, but uh, I am sure we'll be hearing uh, more of Dave shortly. Uh, anyhow, our friends at Brent Ridge Ford finally have a few units in stock more on the way. Check with Uncle Milt, Johnny Rich, and the gang to see if they've got the right vehicle for you. If not, they can order one to the exact specifications that you want, but hurry. The order bank's getting full. If you want to be treated fairly when you purchase a vehicle and get outstanding service, call the team at Brent Ridge Ford. 1-877-4774. That's 1-877-3673. Brent Ridge Ford is your Ford truck authority on the Auto Mile in Wetaskiwin. And here, right here, right now, is the 2022 Hockey Hall of Fame inductees. Henrik Sedin, Daniel Sedin, Roberto Luongo, Daniel Alfredson, uh, Rika Salinen, who is a star of the Finnish women's team, and Herb Carnegie, uh, who uh, was one of the first black hockey players that impacted the game as a builder. So, uh, And this was going, obviously, dealt with a lot of things uh, throughout the course of his career as well. So the two Sedins and Luongo from the Canucks, Alfredson from the Ottawa Senators. So there you have it. We will head off to a global news weather traffic update at 128 and come back with uh, the general manager 
of the Kurt uh, of the Edmonton Oil Kings, Kurt Hill, on Oilers Now. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, six thirty, Chad.